Hello, everyone, and um, happy new year to everyone. Happy new year. And um, with it being the new year, oh, first and foremost, thank you for tuning in to Late and Disorganized. <laughs> with it being the, um, the new year, one of the greatest things that we face throughout every year is um, fear. And with it being in the new year, we always speak on um, shaking fear and becoming a new version of ourselves. So in a whole jumbled mess, we're going to do story disorganized in relationship because it's kind of like a long run on sentence um, to start off. I currently work for the city that I live in, in the uh, parks department. Now, I've, I work now for the city. I work for the county. And being in these positions, you get to see the inner workings of how things are put together, what the city actually does, where the money goes to at least from, from the size that I've been on. Um, the work that gets put in, because oftentimes when you go somewhere on vacation, you get there and it's just beautiful. You don't consider the amount of work that gets put in by the local government to you know maintain the beauty and what you're looking at. You just, you know, you kind of feel like it's just there. So then working for the city and the county, seeing the um, the work that gets put in on the back end as far as um, transforming a park to something beautiful or maintaining current parks or maintaining um, just the surrounding area. You get to see all of the work, all of the people that put in the work, the hard work. It really highlighted to me the difference between the work that gets put in in um, a quote-unquote bad area and a quote-unquote good area. A lot of times you feel like the city just neglects um, a part of the city that's a bad area because every time we go out there, you know, it's trash everywhere things are broken and everything like that and I used to feel that way too until I got on the side that saw the amount of work that goes into just maintaining it is like to see all that's done to, to clean up that area and then the next morning they come out there and it's like they did nothing you don't really take into consideration that if, that if they actually did do nothing it would look way worse than it actually looks, even though it still looks bad. So that's one of the things. But as far as uh, I say all that to say, there's a certain when I was um, growing up, just living in the hood, just just I was driving. Matter of fact, I was driving through the hood. It's early in the morning. 
and it's trash all over the place and it's just the fiends are out no i'm sorry i don't like to say fiends the 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 people who are hooked on drugs are out they're seeking their their first morning high you got the early birds who go to work in the morning just like regular things and when i, I was younger and i would drive to the hood that would make me afraid but not in the way that you would think should scare you what would make me afraid is that that would be me one day I always felt like there was there was no reason for where these people were where they were like things just sometimes things just happen and then you end up an addict you end up homeless and that was always my motivation when I was younger. Because I was thinking back when I was young and I lived in New York. I, uh, we lived on like, a, I think a, it was a seven story building. And at that at this time I was probably five or six years old. And when I came home from school, or if I came, if I was outside and I was doing anything and I came back inside by myself, the hallways, the stairwell smelled like pee and crack. And I remember um, getting to the stairwell and holding my breath and running all the way up to the sixth floor where we lived because I was afraid that if I smelled it, I became a crackhead. <laughs> but that was always a memory of mine that I always just internalize as, as a normal thing that a kid would do in that situation, you know, irrational fears and such. But then I, I had children and, you know, having children really puts age in perspective. So then I, I, it makes me think, why, why does a six-year-old, five-year-old understand crack? Like, it's always been normal to me. Why does... This was before D.A.R.E. was even out. Like, to understand that at that age, this was just a normal thing to me. That is just a normal thing that you should understand. Not only that, as I got older, the, um... The older men around me, you know, they they live with their mother well into their 20s. They just spent the whole day looking for a buck, looking for a hustle. Didn't have anything going for them. And they spent their nights getting drunk with their friends outside my window. <laughs> uh, I remember all the fights and everything that would go on outside my window. And that was just normal. Just, it was normal to be eight o'clock at night and have like 10 older men outside my window getting drunk, breaking the the glass from the, the 40s and just the, the normal shit that goes outside. Like, that's what I'm saying, like normal. This was all normal to me. And even that, at that time was a motivation to me because it was like, I don't, I don't want to be them. So, when I look back at 
my childhood, my motivations have always been, I don't want to be this. But then I always wondered, why am I so motivated? Why was I motivated to not be my surroundings when everyone else seemed to just accept the surroundings around me, which made me feel like there was no control over the surroundings. It was no control over what they themselves did because if I'm the age I am and I don't want to be this, yet they are, maybe I don't have any control over what's to come. So my fear was always that one day I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to be homeless or I'm going to be an addict or I'm going to be a drug dealer. Like there was no, it was like it was just destined. Like it has to happen because I I don't understand why I don't want to be this. And the people around me don't seem to have the same desire to not, you know, be this. I remember, um, like my family was... I could say the typical family of where I grew up at. And then, of course, you have the families where the father, the brother, the uncle, everyone's a hustler or a dealer. So when we go into school, those kids, you could you could already see them being groomed to be that. So they, they had that attitude because they knew where they were headed and they knew of the life. So you had those kids, you had kids like me who just, you know, who just all, I guess we just seen this all as normal. And then we had these kids that back then I didn't understand because their families always kept them in the house. You never saw their families walking around the neighborhood. Their families never hailed you. It, it was, um, they were different, they were private. And those kids always seemed soft and afraid. Those kids always got bullied in school. And I would always look at those kids and those families and wonder why they were like that. And the, the, the crazy thing about it is that those kids made me afraid, but not in the way you would think. They were so afraid that I thought that they saw something that I didn't see. Like, I understand this is all normal and I just don't want to be what I, what I what's around me, but I'm not afraid. Why are they afraid? Why are they so afraid? I mean, there are times when I'm afraid, but they look petrified and they constantly get bullied. Like, I just, I didn't understand any of it. And then, you know, it took me to get older to understand. And that's the beauty of the internet because all of the dysfunction around me And being able to 
because even though I left my state, I left my city, I was around different areas and different people because of my socioeconomic status, no matter where I went, it was basically always the same thing. So I thought what I saw was what it always is. I didn't, I couldn't imagine anything else. I couldn't imagine anything different. So the beauty of the internet is that it opened a reality to me that those kids that were afraid is because they came from a loving family because they didn't come from a dysfunctional family. So what they saw scared them because it was like, how the fuck does this exist? Like they couldn't fathom it. And it was, it, <clears throat> back then I used to look at it, look at it always as a negative until I got my eyes opened up to see that, you know, We always look at someone being sheltered as a bad thing. But if someone is sheltered in the sense that they can get into a house and their parents have rules and discipline and rewards for good behavior and affectionate and caring to the way that they feel and, you know, just quote unquote good parents like the mother is loving the father is loving and cares about the you know it, it I couldn't fathom that the Cosby show was real I thought that that was fantasy I thought that that was something because up until that point everything that I saw on TV if it wasn't something geared towards reality like, remember the, the show South Central? That was more... That or Rock. It was shows where there wasn't... At the, end of the, at the end of the episode, there wasn't a good ending. It was just like, this is the ending and life goes on. That's the way I view life. So when I saw shows like The Cosby Show, I always thought that that was like fantasy. I didn't realize that families like that exist. And... Those kids that were always afraid, those are the kids that came from families like that. So not only did that open my eyes to that, it helped me stop fearing becoming something that I felt that I was destined to become. Because to bring up another show, I think this came out when I was like, um, I don't remember, but it was before The Wire, I believe. It was a show centered on a kid from Baltimore who starts off as an innocent kid, eventually becomes a drug dealer, and then eventually becomes an addict. But his parents, both his parents were addicts as well. And it was just a regular run-of-the-mill typical show that they like to you know market to black people but then they did something weird in the show where they did a flashback and they showed the father and they showed the father before he was at it and he had a good job and he was doing okay 
he's a decent dude and then they go back to the to present and he's a, a heroin addict and it scared the shit out of me because it was like they didn't show what happened <laughs> it didn't show how did he become a heroin addict like it, it, it just like they just made it seem like it just happens which further instilled the fear in me that you know that i didn't i don't have a choice i'm gonna i'm gonna be in jail a drug dealer or an addict or homeless like i don't have any choice so every time i would look around me i would just see what my future was and that more than anything would drive me to not be that like like i, I just felt like i didn't have a choice but now working for the city working for the county and the jobs that i've had have highlighted to me that all of these things are a choice. So when you look at fear, fear is a choice. So when I see drug addicts, as a kid, I made the choice that I don't want to be a drug addict. So I never got on heavy drugs. When I got to the point, the position to where I got older and I could get a job I made the choice that I want to be, I don't want to be homeless. So I'll go without things to pay my bills. When I look at people I grew up around that are dead or in jail, I made the choice that I don't want to die young or go to prison. So I don't want to sell drugs. My fear, it wasn't fear. It was a choice driven by fear. But at the end of the day, it was always a choice. So it, it further highlighted to me that these people, yeah, sometimes things happen. Yeah, wrong place, wrong time. Those things do happen. But oftentimes it's a choice to continue in the direction that you're going that leads you to where you end up. Like you're probably wondering why I brought up the county, the city, the litter and all of that stuff. When people who work for the city or county go to these parks and they clean up these parks, and the people who go out there, or even just the surrounding areas, then they see that the park is nicely done and it's beautiful. They make the choice not to litter. And then it perpetuates itself to continue to be beautiful. 
and in some of these quote unquote bad areas the people out there are making a choice to litter and not care about the surroundings and it ends up being what it is and because they come up the house every day and it is what it is they feel like there's nothing being done but they are people who go out there and take care of it it's just that you can't take care of it as fast as it accumulates now that's not everywhere there are some places in america where you know the the city the county has completely given up on that area and the crazy thing is that in documentaries and hip-hop and a lot of things those areas are highlighted rightfully so that they've been given up on and then you have places that are elsewhere around America where it looks the same but it's not the same but the uninformed can believe that hey my city my county has given up on us too and then it perpetuates from that point of those people making the choice that if that's the case, I'm gonna roll with it. Just like it takes some people like me, when I was a kid that didn't understand why are the people around me choosing to continue when I don't want to. So in 2022, make the choice to be your reality. If you're afraid, that fear is for a reason. That fear is indicated that you need to make a choice. You can either get used to the fear or you can make the choice. 